0: Hello and welcome back to your favourite chaotic Leeds United podcast, which is not another Leeds United podcast. Believe it or not, we do support Leeds United and we do talk about it sometimes. Uh, Today, I am joined by one of the thirds of this podcast is Kevin. How are we, Kevin?
1: Very good, mate. Very good. How are you, Danny?
0: I am ecstatic because my other guest today uh, is... uh, well, he's my favourite Irishman since Father Ted Saved the other uh, priests from that lingerie fiasco in that shop It is Joe from Leeds United, The View Hello Joe, and welcome back my friend
2: Thanks lads, nice to be here,
0: as always It's always it's always good to have you on sir uh, I've started to call you the, the Jerical Because you know everything in and out of Leeds United <laughs> um, Yeah, but uh, for those of you watching and Watching later on on listening. Uh, if you don't follow Joe, please go and follow him. Uh, if you don't, what are you doing?
1: Go follow him. Don't mind us. Go follow him. Should we anyway, do a fun fact about Father Ted while we're here? You he just brought that up. Arnold yes. Hanlon is a Leeds fan, isn't he? I he believe. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, big yeah. time. And if you say his name three times, your table starts to levitate. <laughs> As, uh,
2: just, Things get just really small us. and far away.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. uh, so, yeah, so it's been, well, quite a seven days. I um, uh, believe it or not, we, we do uh, chaos. Yeah, that's right. Uh, if you are playing the, the chaos drinking game, as uh, James Hennedy has said here, drink. Uh, that's our James of the podcast. Um, every time chaos is mentioned, you would take a shot. Chaos, 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 chaos. It's Friday, live a little. Uh, I will stop waffling. So... Um, I have got a, I have to advertise an exclusive co- club today. Um it is a sponsor. The uh it's quite an exclusive club. So let's see around Legion so here we go. Can you guess who the were?
2: <laughs> okay. Stop the C4. exclusive speed
0: club of Leeds United, where they've got more points on the license than they collected in the Premier League. Uh, so there you go. If you want to join that club, then feel free. Right. <laughs> so welcome to the chaotic podcast, everyone. Uh, so we'll go all the way back to Preston now. Uh, me, Kevin James, went to this game. Joe, hmm. we graced everyone with our presence, and so. uh, it was it was quite. It was quite the, the feisty game, wasn't
1: it, Kev? Well, it was very tense, feisty, proper championship game. It weren't very fun, if I'm being honest with you, was it? We were just sat there like that, for the entire game. I was doing Kev faced every time they went forward or we went forward. It was just, it was just strange. It was a strange atmosphere at the game as well. It, the weather was horrible, windy, wet. It was just horrible. But when it finishes like that, everyone just leaves on a high. So it was great. Yeah.
0: It was great, but it was horrible. Yeah, I, yep. I, I totally agree, mate. It was. Joe, uh, <laughs> what Ger, What was what was your vibe? Obviously, you were watching it at home, and um, what was your vibe watching the game?
2: List, listening, listening to it, and oh, sorry. Sphere of television, radio it, stuff. The ether. Yeah, um, and <laughs> didn't like it at all. <laughs> I didn't like any of the game. Uh, how many games we had this year where the opposition we played against have just ran around and kicked lumps out of us you know yeah um mm. and ryan lowe still thinks it's not a handball he's still convinced he's still convinced oh. that's not a handball he's... i mean he's your hands are over here not... and he's still trying to help people who's down by his side it's nuts I know.
0: it's uh i've actually got some footage I, I i managed to catch up with ryan lowe and ask him some questions do you want to see the the, the footage i managed to get this was exclusive by the way I generally, at the game, I, I managed to get hold of him. Are you ready? This is what he had to say to me. Um, <laughs> a, yeah. it's, do you know what I mean? Uh, and I just, I give him a a, a copy of the uh, handball rule. Um, he just, I, how is that? On what planet does VAR not give that a penalty? Every day of the week.
2: They give it every day of the week. I, it's a penalty every single day of the week. It couldn't have been more blatant. And they should have been announced 10 men by that stage anyway. Like, some of the tackles. Georgina Rudder getting booked for a dive when he's clearly stood on. You know, it's, mm. yeah, it was um, a horrible game to watch. But we're going to get more of them. The more those kind of teams we play against, they're going to try and rattle us. So, it's great to see us actually getting out of those games or win now. Whereas earlier in the season, we were either losing those games or drawing them. It's nice to actually see us figuring out a way to get past those teams.
0: Yeah, it's always it's grinding out or winning it under that pressure. At one point, it reminded me of bloody Thunderdome because there were that many people getting clattered. Uh, mm. And at one point, I think he got on a a brand new midfield just to get booked and and you yeah. know like put the weight on us a bit. Um, Kev, how many of your cars did you see, mate? Because I saw about fifty million.
1: There was there was a lot. There was a lot of <laughs> bad tackles. Uh, even, you can tell it was a bad, rough game because Archer Gray was pushing their player. You know, he was just, he, and he don't do that sort of stuff. He was getting wound up by and kicked all the time. Evie was mentioning it last night on the, on on Joe's podcast about how he's like he he's been getting kicked now for two games in a row. So, fair play to him, but he's, he's injured and it's not nice, is it? It's only little. Leave him alone. I've got to say he's got Lego in that at home. Just leave him. <laughs> but no, he's yeah. It's it was it was it was just horrible game. It's we're gonna get that a lot. I think a lot of teams are gonna play like that, especially against against Desert Ellen Road. It's just gonna be horrible, dirty games that we're gonna have to grind out wins. And and now we know that we can do it. So I'm quite impressed with that. Chuff of it.
2: Yeah, you yeah, like to win games me- like
1: that, don't you? Yeah, sorry, yeah. you like to win games like that because we've been blowing teams away. And if we, if we if we can know now that we can grind out these results, it's just it's just a good sign, and and everything seems to be unraveling around us as well. The teams dropping points while we're winning game after game, it's a good sign. I'd rather rather be in our position now when all the other teams seem to look like they could be losing players, big players, and we're holding, keeping hold of Everyone, let's yeah, let's just keep it as is.
0: Yeah, exactly, mate, exactly. And we'll come on to the transfers in in a little while, but I want to just uh, talk about um. Obviously, the, the their game plan Joe, uh, were just to, to I think we dropped to their level, uh, and they just, they just came to frustrate, didn't they, and just be shit.
2: And they they always say those kind of teams will drag you down to their level. You know, they'll they'll mm-hmm. make it the kind of game that they wanted to be. They won't let you play football. But we've had it all season, and, and as you already you've already said it, like the amount of games we had this year where we got bullied. I mean Blackburn. I know we wasn't beginning we lose the game, but Blackburn there was a clear. Clear plan to upset the Leeds players And try and be overly physical as well You saw with Stoke as well, Rotherham as well There's plenty of teams, not just a low block, it's low block And kick them, kick them as hard as you can You're starting to see the Leeds players stand up to it now Which I'm delighted to start to see happening. Joe Rowland's comment last week about He saw the tackle, didn't like what he saw And wasn't having that And went and got stuck in straight away, so it's great to see that kind of stuff we, we need to have a bit more bite and a bit more battle about us it's nice to be a nice football inside but we need to have a bit of grit in this division as well and over the last couple of games we've started to see i mean norwich as well norwich once well half to, after half time they weren't in- interested in playing football they were interested in hurting players as well so it's good to see that we're managing to get past those teams get a bit more physical with them and show we're not going to be messed about with that we can do both sides of the game so yeah nice to see yeah yeah
0: it's yeah, we need to that. I mean, obviously, there was some. For me personally, there was some performances what were a bit low, below par, and that was just for for that player's potential. For, for instance, Kamara for me with the uh, bit of a sore thumb. I just I just thought that he kept losing it too easily, and a few opportunities of theirs came through Kamara. Kev, do you do you agree with that, or am I just chatting absolute beans?
1: No, we mentioned this last week on the on the Sunday Club, didn't we? That we thought Glenn Kamara he had one of his most poor games that he's had for us for a, for a little while most of games. That's excellent England there. Yeah, he's had, he had his worst <laughs> game with us for a while. And oh, I agree, he, he, he weren't at his best. But what, we still got the results when we're not playing good. So that's always a good sign for me.
0: Yeah. Um, but I want you to picture the scene, Joe. We're sat there. It's, you know, Ellen Road, cold, typical Yorkshire weather. Uh, Kev leans over, whispers into my, you know, smooth ear, if you will. And he says, 6-0 this, 6-0. <laughs> And then you can imagine six sixty five seconds after uh, after kickoff, we're one nil down. I mean, for me, yeah. um, I think Joe Roden does what he has to to because he's uh, I, I can't remember. Who, I think it Miller who got the the better of him, and he has to he has to bring yeah. him down. Doesn't he otherwise they're in.
2: Yeah, yeah, right, yeah,
0: right, yeah. yeah. I'll, <laughs> I'll go. Uh, <laughs> Sorry,
2: I agree with Glenn Kimar against Preston. He wasn't great; it was probably one of his weaker games. But I thought he was very good against Norwich. I thought that he dusted it off. He was tidy against Norwich. He wasn't bursting forward, but he was looking after the ball quite well. I thought, and again, I think he's a lot more comfortable playing beside Ampadu, where he's still trying to develop a relationship with Groove. So it's it, it'll take um it'll take a while for those two to get on the same page, and then you'll know if he can go forward or not. But I think he's doing. I mean, Norwich. I thought he was tidy enough with the ball; he kept it well. Mm-hmm. Um, outside mm-hmm. of the. I don't know who decision, whose decision it was in the second half For us to just drop and sit on our box for 30 minutes But I um, and try and counter that home I don't like that stuff I really don't like seeing us on the back foot But it's a, it, it, yeah. it showed that we, if we have to put our backs to the wall and defend We can
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, it, uh, it's from a comment here from Derby days I think, is it Joe Ellis? You'll have to let me know, sorry lads um, Kamara has dropped off a little in comparison to the start of the season Do you agree with that, Kev? Yeah.
1: Yes and no. I think at the, uh, the first couple of games, he was, he was dynamite, weren't he? And then obviously, Joe uh, took loads of abuse about Glenn Camara, didn't he, at the start of the season as well? Yeah. And, and, and obviously, he took it on the chin and took it back. But yeah, he seems to have okay. kind of his energy levels may have dropped off a little bit compared to what he was at the start. But sometimes you can understand that we've just come through a massive, gruelling period of games, and Faka does not rotate. Much at all, he keeps us as, as much of the team as he can, so you can't just put a thing that he's dropped off. It's it's more about energy levels for me. Again, he still doesn't make his subs, no. it just baffles me. But we're still winning matches, so yeah. I'm, it, it is frustrating, I think he just it? needs a rest, and I think he'll be one of the ones that probably don't play tomorrow in my eyes. Then give him a rest, and he'll probably come back, be back to normal for Bristol next week.
0: Yeah, I mean, hopefully, we'll. You know, we'll come on. We'll come on to the Plymouth and all that later on. Um, but any, anything, anyone for you, Joe, that would just be low par and you, standouts for that matter.
2: It, it's funny because the bar is very high. On the two people, I thought Rutter had a very good game, but gave the ball away a huge amount against Norwich. Like, just I love seeing him go past two or three players, but there is a time to let the ball go and let the ball do the work for you. <clears throat> and he was um a little bit wasteful with the ball at times, especially in the first half. Chris Somerville seems to be going through a little bit of a wobble, although he's still playing really, really well. But compared to the start of the season, he's snatching on chances now where he was burying them at the start of the year. It's bound to happen. You're not going to go through an entire season and be 100% every single game. You're going to get parts of the season where the form drops off a little bit. But the ceiling is so high and the level has been so high from the two of them that even when they do drop off, they're still making an impact in the game. They're still getting involved. But I think in, in, if you take the chance that Chris had in the last two games and go back to the start of the season, I think he scores all of them. You know, and he's just going through a little bit of a wobble yeah. at the moment in terms of his finishing. Um, and I'd like to see himself and Rutter at times let the ball go. Just let it go a little bit earlier when the passes are on. I think Bamford was having a pop out Rutter and create at different points in the first half saying, Look, it's great that you've beaten him. Then let the ball go. You know, don't go mm-hmm. back and try and beat him again. So they just need to knock that out of the game a little bit, be a bit more effective with the ball. But it, But again, as I said, they're still playing really, really well, even though they're not at their normal, very, very high standard.
0: Mm. I like I I always say this like I love Rutter I think he's great I love that he's enjoying his football and he he likes to uh, experiment on the pitch if you will, um, but sometimes like you touched on it a little bit there like he, he does just a little bit too much like mm. at, the, at this Preston game he, he decided to do a back heel in like the 85th minute when we had it in the corner. I lost uh, am I am, am I just seeing that? Am I just am I nitpicking there? No. or Do you agree?
2: No, he did it a couple of times in the second half. There was times in the second half where. We needed to keep the ball. I think it was, um, Tony DiRigo made a point, I think, but half was through the second half of saying, Leeds just can't keep hold of the ball. Every time we win it, we give it away again straight away, or we kick it long and we lose mm-hmm. possession of it. I think he criticized Melia a couple of times for getting the ball and just knocking it long down the park straight to their goalkeepers. Like, well, you're just giving the ball back to them again. We've got to retain mm-hmm. the ball for a bit. We need a break here. And then you look at Rutter and he does the great stuff, goes past two lads, runs down the side, and you're like, right, keep it now. Just slow it down, keep it, start passing it, tries a back heel, loses possession. And they break and, I mean, if that's what catches you out and it ends up being one all, you know, that's the game wasn't one at one nil. I thought we needed a second just to be to be comfortable with it. But you don't to be losing the ball, especially in a one nil game when you're under a bit of pressure. And Norwich put the pressure yeah. on the second half. So yeah, just that kind of stuff. That's that's just that's age as well. He needs to just mature a little bit, yeah. those kind of yeah. things understand. He's got plenty of Bamford around him talking to him. Well sort I would imagine we will sort that out pretty quickly.
0: Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, totally, mate. As as per you are Jericho. Yeah. Uh, but p- people who miss it or just joining now, it's a mixture of jer and oracle because he's yeah. Chaos drink. Uh Kev, obviously, uh five what two minutes in and five minutes later, uh, we we equalize and we all turned away because we thought Somerville had overplayed it. But then uh what do you call him? For, for, for Berto
1: Carlos, you call him now. <laughs> for Apocalypse is the new one that we brought out last night. No. Oh, yeah, For Apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, For Apocalypse is a great one. We had, uh, we had that, bought that out last night. So yeah, For Apocalypse now. He's, yeah, he seems to have picked up a bit of his pace again, hasn't he? Yeah. Because he got there rapid, and I, I can't fault the guy at the moment. I'll just fault him when his knees mm-hmm. fall apart in February. That's what it's gonna be. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, February yeah he's, yeah he's he's playing really well and dann he Danny? Uh, he's he's mm. doing somewhat right and we all love a good redemption arc. but yeah, yeah. I, we just as we were saying last night it's just ju- just our luck he it, he'll just get injured on the first or second of february so see
0: yeah. yeah we'll we'll talk about transfers in a minute but i I don't think the forty nineers are so, that naive to think oh because his form's a bit better he's obviously got a medical history um he's he's got his own <laughs> He's got his own medical room, he's got his own chair. He's, he's lazy boy in the corner in the medical room. Uh, he, he goes on nights out with the physios, doesn't he? Anyway, he's, he's got uh, uh, his
2: frequent flyer miles if he doesn't get that sorted. Yeah, yeah. he hasn't had a stamp in ages, like <laughs>
0: exactly, mate. Yeah, get, if he gets one more injury, he gets a free coffee from the uh, that's exactly, four patch yeah. cafe. <laughs> but yeah, um, Joe Furpo, he's uh, coming to a is that four assists now?
2: Four assists in yeah, five, um, five games, and he was very unlucky not to have another assist at Bamford for the time. The uh, overhead kick a little bit, a little bit quicker, and um, that would have been a cracking goal. I'm, I'm being balanced about this because we can be very overreactive with, in both yes. senses, and we can also be a bit revisionary with our history as well. I've seen all the apology letters and all day. I was wrong, Junior Firpo. This is the championship, not the Premier League. So our judgment on Ferbo before and the criticism of Ferbo before were based on games that he played at that time in the Premier League. This is a different division at a different time. Just because he was good for the last five games doesn't change his past history and the games that he's played before. The criticism then is valid for those games and the praise now is valid for these games now because he's doing really well now. But it is the championship and it is... A lot of the the, pro, the pros that we're talking about with Firpo are attacking stuff. Like his assists, his job is ultimately to defend. And when we start seeing him going up against good wingers and people that are going to get at him a bit more, we'll see if his defensive capabilities have, have improved at all. I still have question marks around him as a defender. I I think as a wing back, I think he'd be phenomenal. I think as a even as a left wing and a left wing option, because the pace is there. He's got a lovely cross on him. He does things very well. His tackling was very good as well. But I just worry about his position at times. We do tend to get opened up down the left-hand side when he is playing. But I'm not going to take anything away from how he's playing right now. He's been excellent. But I would say I'm not going to retroactively change my opinion on Junior Firpo because he's having a couple of good games. It's a very small sample size. See if he gets to the end of the season. See how that goes. And then see how he does when he goes back into the Premier League. If we do get there, is he capable of doing it? Because I'm not 100% sure. But I won't... I won't take the negative stuff from the past and put it onto him now because he's doing really, really well and he deserves, he deserves the praise that he's getting right now.
0: Yeah, that's fair, mate. That's fair. Kev, I know you say about Junior Firpo, he don't look over his left shoulder.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. like, like I said, like every time, it's like Zoolander. Can't turn left, can't turn his head left. But <laughs> he, he, he has defended a little bit better recently. Yes, but, I mean, I'm no disrespect to the other teams. We haven't played anybody amazing up until the Norwich game, like in the past games, Cardiff were, weren't very good, Birmingham weren't very good, you know, and uh, Peter Bra, they weren't very good. So I'm just, when we come up against a top end championship team, I'd, I'd probably be quite worried about his defensive abilities. Yeah. I've I got to agree yeah. with you. sample size is, is right, but if he keeps improving and getting better, just gets his runs a game and why, why not? Why can't he be this starting left back that we need? But, I still think there's still a. We he needs to play more games for us for us yeah. to say is Junior yeah. Firpo back? Is he the player who was at Barcelona? I, I I still don't know.
0: No, I think the obviously like you said as the games go on, we'll, we'll see if you keep like when he was interviewed after the game, uh, was it the Norwich game or the, this game we're talking about? He, he said, are you joining your football? And he says, it's uh, something, uh, you know, I'm terrible at quotes. Uh, he says, this is the longest I've played for Leeds United because obviously he's been injured with the nanny and his knees are made of with, I think biscuits. Uh, so uh, obviously we, we score the equaliser, Dan James with an absolute salmon bullet header. Um, that's his 10th goal of the season. Yeah, if I told you at the beginning of the season that Dan James would have 16 goals and assists at, at this stage, um, would I have to pick you up off the floor?
2: No, not at all. Um, <laughs> oh, fair enough. Fair enough. In, if you go back, go back and look at Joe's show at the start of the year, and I think I said Dan James is going to light up the Championship. I never had any doubt that he was going to have a really good season. I, I love Dan James. I think he's a cracking player. Um, his end product hasn't always been great, but his work rate's always been there. And I'm a I'm a big believer in the whole side. Before Is that a dog? Frippo is the dog? Is that a dog? It's, it no, it's a goat. It's a goat. Yeah, yeah. I can confirm.
0: Goat? It is a
1: goat. Uh, By the way... By the way, everyone, Derby Days, Derby Days. It's Joe, and he's and he's got he has other guests on. They're really good. They're Leeds fans. He, he does it on Insta. So if anybody's watching, go give Joe and that a follow on Insta and stuff like that. They're really really good. Got a great Hold set on of how minute. he does his interviews as well. Hold on a minute. Has Joe paid you to
0: plug? No, his not thing? at
1: all. No, I just we do, we'll do <laughs> right, this. Joe, with Leeds people, yeah. To you,
0: Joe, you paid my mates to plug your thing <laughs> on, on this podcast. What about me? Oh, do you know, do you know, you and Kev, eh? Uh, it's all coming, yeah, right, okay, right, wait till I open my editing app, Uh, no, but yeah, seriously, go check them out, Uh, Joe and Ellis, they're both Legion United fans, they have other fans on there and they do like the Premier League watch-alongs, great stuff, please go watch them, Uh, but watch us first uh right yeah so um obviously we'll move we'll move on to the the penalty shout obviously we talked about it at the beginning uh he's pretty much playing basketball is is it oh, i forget his name joe is it ledson
2: ledson yeah
0: ledson he's um yeah his hand his arm moves towards the ball clear on ball and i don't think uh i mean me and kev recreated Dirty dancing didn't we uh, I lifted yeah. Kev up like this in the aisle. Uh, we kissed, uh, shared a, some chewing gum, and that was it. You know, you, heat of the moment stuff. S- spoke about lasagna. Does. Yeah, spoke about lasagna quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. Uh, so uh, obviously, when we saw Bamford with the ball, me and Kev looked at each other and said, "Please no, please no." Joe, what's your initial reaction to that, mate?
2: I shut the telly. <clears throat> Literally, <was> like, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Get him, get him away from it um i'm not there's a lot of people saying that it was a bit of kidology that it was you know he knew what he was doing he was always going to pass the ball on. i'm not so sure because i'm not so sure why daniel Fracker called joe Rodan over to the sideline and then told him to go and then joe mm-hmm. Rodan sprints over to the box so i'm not 100 percent convinced that, that was what the plan was but i think paddy might have been told gaffer says give it to him and that mm-hmm. was the end of it but um yeah, you see in the Premier League, I mean, it's nothing new. People, again, are making out that this is some sort of brilliant tactic that Leeds came up with. If you look at the Premier League, just this teams every week. If the, the Premier the, the goal, the, pay, the penalty kick taker, the word sorted it <laughs> out now, the penalty kick taker will usually not be near the ball. It'll be somebody else because they'll get all the abuse in the players. They'll get all the, the, the stuff that goes on and messing around the penalty spot. And then the last second, they just hand the ball off and away they go. So nothing new, but I'm glad that we're doing that kind of stuff as well. And, and more importantly, I'm just glad that we scored the penalty.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, if he, if it's for me personally, if it's one person you want on that ball for a penalty, it's, it's Joel Peru. Um, I think it, I think just like going, I say it every week, going back to his Millwall goal, his just is just brilliant for me, and it's something that that um, uh, Rutter needs for me personally. But we'll talk about talking about him soon about the Norwich game. Um, Kev, uh, obviously your reaction to the Peru goal, you, you laughed, didn't you, when uh, when
1: I, but forgive for that. Yeah, because the or the because the whole crowd went yay, didn't they? In a little girl's voice, just like that. But yeah, the whole crowd <laughs> was like, which was, was so relieved when he handed over the ball. It was brilliant. It was one of the loudest cheers of the day. It was it was brilliant. But yeah, he, I think everyone was just relieved in the ground. I would love him to step up and score one. I really yeah. would, but not in a moment like that. If we're freed four 0 up, I'd let him have a penalty. Give him the pen. Yeah, yeah. 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 But not then. <laughs> not then. Not with recent records. I just. <laughs> I, Too I, much I, pressure, I abs- think. I couldn't look, and then when I heard he passed over to Perot, I went, "Oh, that's all right then, like that." But when it was Bamford at his head, I had my head in beside the jacket. I could not watch, could not tour When yeah. normally I'm alright watching pens. I, I don't, I don't think it were a case
0: of way, He's seen sense for me. I think it was just like that's it. Yeah, okay. You've you've realised, Paddy. Give it to Joel. Um, yeah. but. I think, like you said, Joe, I think it was just like the Premier League games that they play. And, you know, he's holding on to the ball and everyone's thinking, oh, Bamford's going to miss it. And then, obviously, it, to be fair, it was just low and hard, wasn't it, from Peru? It, it was classic.
2: Just trackers. sold the goalkeeper. Yeah, it just shows the keeper yeah. the eyes and goes the opposite way. I mean, it's not, I mean, if the keeper goes the right way, he probably saves it, but that's the whole point of it, of being a really good penalty taker, is he can trick the keeper into going the way you want them to go and then pop it in the other side. So, yeah, look, he did his job, put the ball in the back, and that started sounding like Roy Keane. He turned up and he did his job. That's all that That's all that matters. Yeah. Hey. It's his job.
1: It's his he gets job. his shots that's on target. That's, <laughs> that's what he Got to get him on target. That's, <laughs> that's my right. <laughs>
0: my grandparents would
2: hate me. I, oh yeah, my grandparents. I do
1: apologise, Jer. So, so, yeah, if
2: you take any offence
0: to that, um, I, I will. I, I will give him uh, a course to do about you know the Irish. Um, accent, <laughs> I'll have to go through HR, but you know, again, um, but, so yeah, um, but yeah, Dan James 16 goals and assists, Perot is mm. on 11 goals and assists, uh, Somerville's on 19 goals and assists, um, like you say uh, Bamford's on four goals, you know, Rutter's on 14 goals and assists, that's nine assists as well. So, as you can see across that front four, I think, I think we sound, you know, we'll go on the transfers in a little bit. But um, here's a player that I really want to talk about, Gruev. Uh, and across across both games, or ever since he started playing, I've got a stat for you. Gruev, in his last three games, right, 93% pass accuracy. That's amazing. That's great. Over Across three games, amazing. What's your thoughts, Joe, on, on Gruev getting in the Gruev
2: player? He's excellent. I'm <clears throat> really enjoying watching him. Um, we haven't had a player... I think it was Don Matthew or John Newsom or somebody compared him to um David Baddy I was saying it's the first time we've had a kind of player like David Baddy who can throw oh. himself into tackles, doesn't mind sticking a leg in, um, physical when he needs to be. But I mean his little back flick against Norwich was lovely as well. Like he's he can be very tidy on the ball. It's not just his passing accuracy, though, it's the volume of passes. It was 173 passes against Norwich, need 93% accuracy. That's a massive amount of passes. Like I mean, yeah. Um, Usually, say with most most teams, if you're averaging over three or four hundred passes a game as a team, you're probably winning the game. He's chalking up 175 passes, 173 passes on his own, so that's just one player. And for to have the accuracy, I mean, in the 80s, if you have a midfield with 80s percentages, you're probably in the top half of the table or, or you're in the playoffs. There, if you're if you're doing that, he's in the 90s after you know been sitting on the bench for most of the season i I think he's been excellent Mm -hmm. defensively he's been really really good his pass is lovely and and it's not just side to side passing. he does look for through balls as well he does try and split the lines with passes as well and he can do that if you made the point in in the in the chat saying that um we won the worst long passing accuracy in the league and we should we should knock it out and knock it off and if you look at what groove is doing when he's in the middle of the park it's it's 10 15 yards that's it but it's it's a direct pass but it's on the deck and it's fast and it's hit hard and he gets after it then as well so love him i'm really enjoying watching him playing it gives daniel farke a massive headache when stroke comes back from being injured it does amapadou go yep. back in the midfield what happens to group you cannot drop that man on his current form no and then i think if he and he's entitled to a bad game as well he's entitled to a little bit of a wobble here because he hasn't played a huge amount of football this year so and um, if he does have a bit of a bad game you can't just drop him straight away and put somebody else back in it it's, no. it's going to make it very interesting when everybody's back and fit and ready
0: that is, yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, strikes out for a bit longer now, but um, yeah. it's it's going to be a, a definite headache for Daniel Farker, which is obviously a good thing, but think, yeah. wow. Um, uh, another stat that I've got for you, uh, Archie Gray yeah, he's played 2,270 minutes, and that's more than any other uh, under-18 player across Europe, and that's from Joe Donoghue, and that is phenomenal. Uh, he is a generational talent. If anyone says he's rubbish, they're obviously on the wacky backy they're on the Kev. What's another slang for some drugs? I don't know, Colombian powder or whatever. Oh, you're just mental. How about that? I'll go out, I'll come out and say it. Uh, yeah, so crack, yeah, 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 that as well. Uh, but yeah, Archie Gray, I mean, Kev, wowzer, what a a player, eh? And we've locked him down to a four year. He's
1: all right. Yeah, he's all right. He's getting better as well. I'll be honest. I think he's if he just carries on doing what he's doing, I would like him to progress his career in central midfield. I'd like him to be that that midfield that bombs on and gets him beyond the defence because you can see what he he goes past people. He's really strong runner with the ball, especially through the middle. But we're actually playing really well with him as a fullback. Is Archie Gray destined to be Leeds right back for, for the next four years. If Daniel Farkas manager and the way that our midfield is right now, I, I just, I don't know, but I'd like him to become a midfielder because he probably add goals to his game and assists, but yeah, he's going to be something big. And I do feel he, he should be playing for Leeds for many, many years. If we go on the trajectory that the 49ers want to go on and, and that's, that's a good thing. But, uh, yeah, let's just. I don't want to talk about him playing for anybody else, so I think I'll just leave it there.
0: It's not its not going to happen, mate. And if he does leave in 30 years, when we eventually let him out of his cage, uh, we'll just, uh, by that time, uh, you know, because it's like Jurassic Park, we've got the Grey's DNA on file. And by that time, two more have grown up to football in age, so we're all right. Don't worry about it. We've got,
2: Harry, we've got Harry coming through just after him, so that'll be all right. Yeah, exactly. That's a striker that we need as well.
1: Exactly. If, if, exactly. If, I, if I could just go back to Grew, obviously, because uh, I just want to touch on what uh, Joe said there, because he's been amazing, hasn't he? Like you say, he's passing, he's tackling, but also the shape of our team when he's playing, because he drops it in, don't he, and lets Amper do those do those runs down the left hand side. Our I, I shape it defensively is absolutely class. So I just, as much as I love Pascal, and I do think he'll come back into the side. Uh, I do think there's a lot more options for Leeds now with the people that they've got. Ampadu can drop in, and Griezmann can drop in there. It's just I just don't see Ampadu and Griezmann playing together. Which
0: no, I, yeah, you know. I agree, mate. I think that when they played against uh who were it, I think the basically Ampadu and Grey played together, and I think they nullified each other. I think it was Stoke.
1: I think it was Stoke, Stoke wasn't that was it. it. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, I've got a, uh, Michael Brown here in the comments has made a really good point, right? And I'm all going to bring it up, but he's beat me to it. Grew over by this time on the bench and waited for first team opportunity something that Cresswell and Spence have learned from as Just take into account. But, what you know, shades of that I echo. Um, so mm. he has sat on the bench, he's waited, he's took his this opportunity with um, Cresswell and Spence aside, right? Um, he has took this opportunity and he's got a firm grip on this midfield position for me. Joe, yeah. obviously you reacted, reacted to that comment a little bit.
2: I. I, I, I... I don't agree with the, Creswells, the Creswell stuff. I think people are being excessively harsh on Creswell and being honest. Daniel Farkas' press conference today, I think he clarified. I think Daniel Farker realised what he said the last time and how it was being picked up by people. And he clarified an awful lot of things. He said today that Creswell's been professional. You know, he, but he said, and it's understandable that a young player who has played in, in for Millwall at this level last year and could and proved he was a good player at this level is frustrated that he's not getting game time. So Farker said he understands it. He said the kid's been professional. We can be very harsh to go in our own young players way too early and way too heavy sometimes. So I don't necessarily think I, it's not fair to label somebody as not being professional. If you don't know what they're doing day to day. And we don't know all we can dig out is what Farca has said. <clears throat> and even in the first part, the first thing that he said about Creswell as well, all I took from it was a 21 year old who thinks he should be playing and is really disappointed that he's not playing. And that's, you know, you see that in dressing rooms with kids. I've managed teams, I've coached teams, and, and even at amateur level, when you you pick a team, you could have four or five lads on the bench who all think they should be starting the game, and you'll have faces. Like, you'll be, you say, oh, well, this is the team, and you'll have a couple of sulky lads in the corner. But, you know, that's just young players. They're like that. They want to play every minute of every game. They want to be involved. And when they're not, they get they get annoyed and get disappointed, and that's expected. Farker doesn't want that in the camp, and that's also acceptable and also understandable. They doesn't want that. and. Um, and I think he clarified that today. So I think I think Spence maybe yeah I agree with the Spence part because stuff's come out that he was late and he was his time was timekeeping wasn't good and he missed a couple of uh, uh, club events that hasn't come out about a Creswell. It's just a player that's been and and he never said yeah he was. People have been saying he had a bad attitude. Frack never said that. In the first press conference when he was asked about it, he never mentioned the word attitude. He said focus. He's lacking focus right yep. now. And he sees yep. him on the bus and the head is down. He's not focused on the game. So they're a very different thing between focus and attitude. People can be very quick to jump on the attitude bandwagon. Um, and I don't agree with it necessarily Or Creswell, but I do agree with it with Spence. So half and half. That's me on taking it.
0: No, I, I agree, Kev.
1: You're on mute, Kevin. Yeah, I agree. I, I've always, I've, I've always thought it'd be something a bit different in the background with Creswell. Uh, I, I mean, I've Joe I've said something before, previously that uh, that if we're going to let Creswell go, it should be out on loan and not selling him. I think he put it onto the Twitter because he, he 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 has got potential and he has a good player, but also managers don't stick around and he's only young. So if if I, I, I would have sent him out on loan, but I can see him playing on uh, tomorrow now as well. I see Cresswell getting on the anyway. team tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Though, a, tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. I mean because I, I playing, focus playing and attitude. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry, carry on. go, okay.
2: no, go, go, go.
1: Yeah, focus and attitude are completely different things. It's like we've had the same thing with Nonto as well, haven't we? And uh it, and obviously he was he was off it and and and, and he's back in the squad and he's possibly signed a new deal. So there's always ways back from players like that. And I do think Cresswell comes into that bracket. I don't think they, they want to sell Cresswell. I think they want to keep him as a part of this long-term project. But the way Joe Roden's playing, he's, he's just got to take it on the chin. Like like, like Gruev has done. It's, it took him ages to get in the side. He's come in, he's played well. He's took his chance with both hands, and it's going to be hard to drop him now. I can't see him being dropped for any time soon unless he has a stinker. So, Yeah. yeah.
0: I agree. I'm just touching on, before we move on, uh, Nonto, mm-hmm. I think that was agent poison in his ear, personally. Um, we all know what his agent was like. He did the same with uh, Zeniola, Zenioli, Zenioli. Or whatever, uh, Ravioli, whatever his name is. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but so, yeah. So, all in all, a good win, wasn't it, lads? And uh, it was good to take three points. And it was good to meet in person, wasn't it, Kevin? Yes. You need to work and kissing, though. Anyway, yeah, so let's yeah. move on to the next segment, which is for those people who don't know, is Guess the Player. Now, uh, it's a recent uh, one, and I will put you've got five seconds to have a look at this player. Uh, and your clue is today that Marcelo Bielsa coined a phrase. Now, let me make sure I pick the right one. So you've got five seconds, and you've got to try and figure out who this player is. Who is this player now? Obviously, he's, he's there taking a penalty, uh, and that is your five seconds now. So, uh, I want to see in the comments who do you think it is? Obviously, he played for Leeds United. Um, and he, who do you think it is?
1: Hmm.
0: Who do you think it is? I'll come to you first, Kevin, because Jersey is raring to go. I'm
1: gonna They're say not. Rodrigo.
0: Oh. Oh, we've got Ooh. we've got Ed Sheeran in the comments. Rodrigo. Joe who do you think it is?
2: You see, I looked at body shape and I thought it was Bamford, mm. but now you've said Rodrigo, I'm like, oh, I forgot about him. Um, left-footed. Left-footer. Paddy's left-footed. Yeah, Paddy's mm-hmm. left-footed as well. I think it's Paddy. Penalties. because Paddy did take penalties, so I think it might be Paddy. Mm-hmm. Or Pikachu, one or the other. (laughs) Uh,
0: If you're watching, I'll put it up again. It's Penfold, isn't
1: it, from Danger Mouse. That's who it's (laughs) going to be.
0: Let's get some some comments in. Uh, We've got Ed Sheeran from James. We've got Rodrigo. We've got Very Good Davis. Uh, We've got Greg Davis from uh, Eevee. And no one else wants to join in. So what I will do, uh, I will... uh, So this is... What you saw, now I said, Marcelo Bielsa coined a phrase. Now, we all know that, you know, <laughs> uh, over in Australia, uh, it is Hovis. Very good Hovis from uh, who's played for Legion Idol then, years ago. Uh, now, that is a famous <laughs> phrase. Very good Hovis, isn't it? You know, Simple white, does that very mean Andy's got off.
1: it right? Very good, but he spelt Hovis no. wrong. Yeah, oh. no.
0: it's very good. Hovis, we all know he played for League United for all of them months, but you know, it's a shame it didn't work out. You know, he's back with Warburton's FC. Uh, right, so we're moving on. Uh, no one wins. What again if nobody ever gets
2: it, Danny? What if nobody ever guesses it?
0: Then I win. <laughs> 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 uh, we are a chaotic podcast. Uh, I never said we were good. I just said we were silly. Uh, <laughs>
2: James is coming. Right,
0: James, shut up. <laughs> uh, right, okay. So we'll move on to some news now. Uh, obviously, we touched on it there, and um, if you're still watching, that is. So uh, <laughs> obviously, you touched on it there, Kev. Nonto has been offered a new deal. Right idea for you? You think he's settled down? And he's got his head screwed on.
1: Well, he seems happy. I mean, everyone's saying, "Where's Nonto? Where's Nonto? But I mean, uh, Evie was mentioning this last night. He's he's been in. Or he's been down the tunnels at the games. He was in the video with Rutter when they're dancing around. He's still there and thereabouts. It's asset protection for me. If we go up, I mean. They're they're protecting his value with this. He's probably on one of the lowest earners on the squad as well because he came in last year as a youth player, hasn't signed a new contract. He's probably, and they're probably just paying him what what he deserves as a player at his level Mm -hmm. and keeping his value up, probably putting a decent size release clause in there. And I do think Willie Nonto will play a big part in Leeds towards the end of the season if he stays. Mm. I have faith in this lad. He's going to come good at some point because we saw it last year against Man United. His bicycle kick against Cardiff. He's got it in his locker. He's just had a bad time. Injuries, uh, like you just said, poison in his ear. He's got yeah. a big career and hopefully it's going to be with us again because he's an Italy international, highly rated boy Mancini. He, he he is a good player. Just needs to get in the team. And yeah, with, with Dan James injured and him back, if he takes his chance tomorrow against a championship team, you never know what could hold out for Nonto for the rest of the year now.
0: Yeah, just touching it. <laughs> you touched on it there, mate. Um, obviously, Archie and James have got some injuries. James is out for uh, tomorrow, and so is Archie, obviously. I won't play them anyway. We'll go on to that game tomorrow, later on. But um, we'll talk about Cresswell, we touched. We've touched on Cresswell. It's, it, we're a focused thing. Now he's come out today as Farker, and he said uh, he's willing to stay. Do you, mm-hmm. do you see him? progressing now from this moment on. We're seeing him a lot more.
2: He's got a great chance because there's injuries there. I mean, we don't know how bad Strokes injuries is. It, it seems to be. And Frank, it didn't give a huge amount away today. He kind of said <clears throat> definitely the next two games and we'll have to assess it at that point. So there's opportunities there. Cooper's been in for a couple of games, gets injured, drops out. There's, there's, there's opportunities for him to get in if he can if he can get the head right and get, get himself sharp and get into the team. I, I'd love to see him play a couple of games just to get his match sharpness up a little bit because I'm not a big believer in training matches being enough to keep you sharp, even if they're the match preparation stuff that Farka talks about. I think he needs to be playing a competitive games at some level to, to be sharp. But he's got opportunities. I, I don't think he'll start tomorrow. He may do, but I don't think he will. I think he'll probably be on the bench. I don't think he brings him straight back in if there's been a bit of a butting of heads. I think it's like, yeah, Softly, softly, I'll bring you back into the fold, but you're not necessarily starting the game. <clears throat> but he might get some minutes. I, I, and going back to what Kev said about him as well, I didn't understand the rush to sell the player. I just didn't get it. I mean, if his value yeah. at the moment is 5 million, he played, and the way it's been been worded, and, and I would agree with a lot of this, was he scored a couple of goals at the start of last season for Millwall but made a couple of big mistakes with them as well defensively. But by the, when he came back into the team in the second half of the season, he was phenomenal for them. He was one of the main reasons why they pushed up the table and made it run the playoffs. And his injury coincided with their form dipping and missing out on the playoffs in the last couple of games. He's been phenomenal for the England 20th elite squad. And that's a really, really good squad that players to, to get into. And trust me, it hurts me telling you that England team is good. So there's something in that, right? He's very good in that. And then he was very good for well, the 21s as well, you know? So
0: it's... It's never too late to take Patrick Bamford back, mate. You know, he's in form now. I can you have
2: no, you can no, it's okay. No, <laughs> seriously, you not no. Just... <laughs> no, it's fine. It's okay. No, we won't take that away from you. It's sure. If, if no, we bar, it. If
0: we'll wash him, we can wash the England off him if you want. Just spray him down. It's not every day yeah, yeah. you know? get an
2: England, England number nine in your squad. You know, you need to keep him. To keep, him <laughs> keep him. You know. I want to but add um... something
1: to, to this Cresswell thing, if that's all right, Joe. Imagine Cresswell's on the bench against Norwich, the other night, and they're bringing on Adam Eder and Ashley Barnes. Who's a better centre half that who, to, to defend for us alongside Road than that yeah. than Charlie Cresswell to be? They're just going to fill it into the box. Imagine he's on the bench. He's coming on, isn't he? Because he's great in the yeah. air and he just and he's 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 very brave. I thought he would have been a really good sub to be coming on in those last yeah. five minutes when we're under the cosh from long balls, people whacking the ball into the box. So you can see he's he's got value to this to this team. I but I, I just I just don't just don't think uh, Faka fancies him because of his ball playing skills, really. And, and you know, Joe I, I, and form. That,
2: That's fine though Kev I mean there's no issue With that The manager picks the team And ultimately he'll live And die by his own decisions But as we, as we said earlier on when was, the time the la- when was the last time We had a manager here For more than three years When was the last time we, We'd be for three years Beyond that It's six months a year Six months a year Two years maybe Grayson? Oh so Grayson was yeah, what two two and Two and a half one. Three years Two and a half years Maybe three remember. years Maybe a bit more Maybe it was a bit more But like if you look at The lifetime of a manager And, and like I remember this years ago with a club that I was playing for. It was a case of I don't have to, I don't have to leave the club. I don't have to survive anything. I just have to outlast the manager. And then the next guy that comes in, I've got a fresh chance with him, yeah. you know? And if it's a case with, you know, the managers, this manager might not fancy Creswell, and that's absolutely perfectly acceptable. That's his choice, it's his style of playing, it might not fit. And not every player fits every manager. But to sell the player is a very definitive statement of we're done with you and you're gone. The next guy that comes in could be a big fan of that kind of player and would want to use that player. And now you don't have him anymore in your squad, where loaning him out, he gets the games that he needs. It also allows him his value to to increase if he's playing well. Because there were clubs that wanted to buy him after his loan spell at Millwall. So that, that will bring his value up as well. And then you can bring him back whenever you want him, or if, or if he's back to a level that you want to have him at, you've got that option. He's on a five-year contract. He's only just signed it why sell the player for what ultimately with what the 49ers will have it to get into the premier league next year is peanuts like four or five million mm. like what difference is that going to make to your budgets really next year not an awful lot so yeah i i i personally think it was i'm glad he started it out i'm glad he wants to stay i'm glad he's knuckling down and i was listening to square ball this morning they were talking about his uh, younger brother alfie who's in the in the under 18s team and they're like if we fall out with one creswell do we fall out with all the creswells are they all gone do we all <laughs> have to leave or can we keep one of them can we hang on to them for a bit so yeah, it's look. There's clearly a player in there. There's pretty clearly a couple of a, a good defender in there. The stuff he did last year at Millwall stands up. And to Kes point as well. Not only bring them on late in games to defend. If you need to attack corners because we don't score a huge amount of goals from corners, he's very good at attacking corners and he gets a lot of goals from corners for a centre back. So there are options. But if you yeah, need yeah. to throw a big man up onto the last few minutes, you can do that as well. So I'm glad they sorted it out. I'm glad they resolved. I'd hate to see a, a Leeds, you know. Academy Blood, pro, uh, yeah. prospect just dwindle off or go somewhere else and make a name for themselves. At another club. I hate seeing that kind of stuff. So I'm delighted yeah. it's been sorted. And fingers crossed, he gets his opportunity. And then it's up to him.
1: It's up to him. And and remember, click click wasn't fancied by any manager until Bielsa come along. which uh, he was turned off the Utrecht. Wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. And then and then yeah, it just it was, comes yeah. in. It goes pre-season with Bielsa. That becomes a mainstay for years. I, I can't even remember him missing a game through Bielsa legacy. Do you know, so I think it was it, like yeah,
0: 1996. 90, 90,
1: yeah, no, it was just back short back.
0: of a hundred. It was like 96, 98 or something. It was just short of hundred, um, like consecutive games for Legion United. And I, me personally, I love Click. I wish he'd come back. Um, and when he left, he said, "I'll be back for that that two hundred appearance." And I think he's like he's got five to go, and he's got two hundred appearances, and it'd be good to see him back. Uh, we are pressed for time, so I will. Uh, we are linked. Uh, obviously, mullen has gone to uh, Inverness, um, you know. I think he'll, he'll do all right for it. It is a hard, a hard league, the Championship, over there. Up there, sorry. And hopefully it comes back there. Uh, we, we've been linked to the same names. Um, and it's very... Obviously, the 49ers run a, a bit of a tight ship. Uh, Benson, Phillips has been... Nat Phillips has been mentioned again. Um, yeah. Charlie Taylor and David Brooks. See, David Brooks got an assist last night or one one or two assists um, for Bournemouth. So, I don't think he's... Personally, I don't think Brooks comes... Um, Somebody
2: said something to me about Brooks That made me think there was more in that That was a cup game After the game, Brooks said he wants to play And if he can, ideally he'd like to play at Bournemouth But if that's not an option, he wants to go and play That's ultimately he wants to play Iriola said it's down to two things One, what the player wants to do And two, can they get a replacement in in time To to fill the gap Because he he does fill a spot on the bench for them Last night in the cup, he scored And he got an assist, I think At least one assist And he was captain and some people were saying that maybe he was giving the captain's armband as a thanks very much. Off you pop. Right. You know, um, yeah. but there's a lot of people, I think it was, there's a couple of people that have said that, that he, if he is to go, it'll be very late in the window. It could be deadline day when he moves, if, if he moves at all.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Kev, what do you think? I I like David Brooks, and he's come over. He's come through a lot of adversity and like near career-ending injuries, life-threatening illnesses, and that. He he's a really, really silky player. He's also Welsh, and that that fits into our mantra. I'm sure Leeds and Bournemouth. There's we've got good relationships recently, haven't we? I'm sure that something can be done there. I really do. I'd like him to come in, but yeah, I agree with what Joe said. I, I think all these deals are going to come down to the last day of the window. Yeah. I don't think there's going to be a player in yeah. tomorrow. I think it'll all be done on Wednesday next week.
0: Yeah, I, I agree, late. mate. I think I don't think they're, they're naive enough. Yeah, yeah, it's all cloak and dagger in it. Yeah, I, I yeah. do. I just, I just don't think the 49ers are naive enough after the summer to weaken themselves, sending Jed uh, J- Spence back. Ailing's gone. Even Mullen, you could argue, but yeah, I just don't think they'll they'll get rid just to keep it that way. I just, what really annoys me is when fans say, "We're not what we're doing. We're not doing anything." That's because we're moving in. It's a buzzword, moving in silence. But it, you know, it's I just don't think they'll go. Oh, we're we're going to try and sign and so today. Do you know what I mean? They just won't come out and say it. Um, I also right, think,
1: so, sorry, Danny. I also think it's because go. they're going after the right profile of player. They're not just going to get someone for the sake of it, just to have bodies there in case something goes wrong. He wants specific players. Like he went after Ampadu, he went after well, we went after Kamara for a long time. Every player that he got was 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 a profile that made the team better. Even Spence should have made the team better on paper. We all knew that we were really excited for Spence, and it's obviously it's not worked out on the on the, on the mental side, not on the on the playing side. So you can every player. I would rather them go after the right players that are going to pushes for promotion than just going out and they're getting their targets now and then somebody becomes available on the last day of the window that they really want and he goes somewhere else so I'll, if we can get the right players that we want I'll wait until 23 59 on the 31st of Jan you know yeah. I, I don't mind yeah yeah
0: I agree just going to a comment that Evie put in earlier um we need a proper number 10 if Ambrose and Grove play together do yeah. you think that's do you think you agree with that
2: I think George is doing a good job in that role right now, mm-hmm. but I do think you need a second yeah. option because, and <clears throat> I'd have liked to have seen Pavé to play more this year off the bench to see, because Daniel Frag keeps saying he's the most creative player we have. He's the most creative player we have. He's the most creative player we have. And then doesn't play him. Um, he might play tomorrow, <laughs> but I'm, I, I think we need somebody else there as well as a backup. But the, the, the issue for me is going to be, I, I kind of said it on my, on my channel this morning, everyone that, that leads are looking at either the club or the player are saying, I want minutes. Leeds can't guarantee anybody minutes. Leeds haven't lost a game this year. We're unbeaten. We've conceded one goal. You know, you're not getting into this team that easily. You know, so you might have to come in and sit on the bench for a while. And again, we talked about Groove pretty much spent half a season sitting on the bench. These players aren't going to come to Leeds if they're going to be sitting on the bench for six, 10 games out of what's left, 18, 19 games left. So, they're not going to do that. And that seems to be the problem. The Ben Godfrey one seems to be down to the fact that he wants minutes and Leeds can't guarantee him that. So that seems to be the one of the big stumbling points there outside of the fact that Everton want a loan with an obligation to buy and Leeds are miles away from him in what the Leeds value him at as well. Um, Graham Bailey said Calvin Ramsey at Liverpool isn't good enough and won't get in ahead of Archie Gray. So that's that one probably ruled out as well. Ben Johnson's not happening. He's staying put at West Ham. He had a really good game when he came on in midfield for them last week. Um, so he, he's gone. Conor Roberts is probably the only one that's that's a possible get at right back, but again I don't think he's going to come unless he's been told you're coming in as first choice right back, that's that's going to have to be, and again I, I don't think Daniel Farca does that, so I think getting cover might be okay, I agree Leeds are going after the right calibre player and that's why it's taken so long to get them in because you're going to have to wait for Premier League clubs to do their business before you can get these players but at the same time it, it's whether these players will come and sit on the bench for a couple of weeks is, is going to be the big big point or Leeds bring in players that are slightly better than we've got on the bench but not as good as the players we've got on the team and they perform a cover job for us but same with Charlie Taylor I mean Charlie Taylor's been linked again they said that Leeds would like to move for Taylor if Burnley make him available which they might do because he's out of contract at the end of the season and he hasn't signed a new deal so they might want to get some money for him now he's 30 years of age so there's that but again Charlie's not going to drop down to the championship and sit on the bench he's playing every week for Burnley right now so yeah I it's it's tricky. It's a really tricky and this stuff, this is the first window I think I've looked at and gone yeah I agree it's a tricky window because what's the point in bringing in anybody if they're not better than what you've got? And then what's the yeah. point in bringing in anybody if they're not going to play?
0: Yeah, we were linked to the young uh, Polish lad as well from Liverpool. Whose contract runs out in the summer, I believe. I forget his name. But um, I don't believe, I don't yeah. believe
2: that one though. Game of Football Insider. No. there's a couple of. Yeah, one. I was just about to say all, all, all yeah. that you've
0: just said, Joe. Is that an exclusive from your pals at Football Insider? Is it? Hey?
2: I don't cover anything. Football Insider. Say <laughs> in fact, I've got a lovely post ready for the window when it closes. If if it goes the way I think it's gonna go it's just wall-to-wall Football Insider bullshit. So, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, I I don't believe a word out of Pete's, Sport Pete's mouth um, or his keyboard and I don't believe anything Football yeah. Insider say. They haven't hit, they haven't got one thing right that was an exclusive, all their exclusives. Same as Team Talk. Every time Team Talk got an exclusive, it, it, mm. it turns out to be incorrect within minutes, minutes of a going live. So, <laughs> yeah. I, again, I kind of... You would
1: take Ben Godfrey though, wouldn't you? You would take Ben Absolutely, Godfrey. Absolutely, yeah. I think Ben That's Godfrey would be good because right he, he to covers about, two yeah. positions. Yeah, he covers two
2: good positions. Yeah. He's a good right back and Farkin knows him. So mm-hmm. he might not have to sit on the bench for as long because Farkin knows exactly what he's gonna get from him and pushes him. But he cost Everton 25 million. I don't think we're gonna get him for nothing. You know, I think it's gonna to lead to that they'd be willing to put some money on the table. I don't think wow. they, I don't think he's worth 25 million at the moment. I don't think he's worth 20 million. So I think that might be the sticking point as well. Leeds are like, we'll give you 15 or 10 for him. And they're like, no, we want 25.
1: Would you you swap in for Harrison? Direct swap. That's been
2: mentioned. And that's a really Mm -hmm. good, I think it's a really good point. The only reason I think that that won't happen is with Everton looking at a second potential 10 point deduction, Harrison has shown already the loyalty factor here. You know, if it looks like they're going to go down, Jackie's not sticking around there. So Jackie's not going to commit himself to to Everton in the situation there at the moment. And then you've seen all the posts about seven, seven partners, the clubs that they own around Europe as well. They're not doing well financially either. So there could be some big problems there for Everton if they get found guilty of another FFP breach. And I don't think Jackie would stick around. And I think that would make it really tough for Everton to try and do a swap with Leeds. But I think it's I think it's the right way to go. If Leeds wanted to get Godfrey on the cheap, that's what you do. Because I don't want to see I don't I don't want Jackie to come back. So I, I would be happy to, to swap them and get him even throw a few quid and swap them, but I don't think it'll happen. But it's a good show. It'd be funny
1: though. Mm. It'd be funny though, wouldn't it? We would That would be good, yeah. yeah. And we got anyway. free and Harrison got relegated. It'd be so funny. Yeah.
0: I know, right? And we went on to win everything. Right, just some breaking news Wait, obviously before up. we came on. <laughs> yeah. Um Obviously, a bit of a wobble wobble Uh Kieran Dewsbury-Hall from Leicester is in talks with Brighton. Now that's a bit of a bombshell if he goes, because um, he's been their star player. And uh, is it is it Ndidi that's injured now for three months or something? Um, bombshell for that. And I think, um, I think that changes the league. Not in terms of like running away with it, but I think maybe we could catch up, you know, who knows? Nine 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 anything could happen.
2: Yeah, it's nine points right now. So it's, mm it's there if they start dropping, if they, if they keep dropping points the way they've been dropping them the last couple of games, if they keep losing players, I I said before Christmas that I thought January was going to be a huge month for Leicester with the, the African combinations and the Asia cup as well. They're going to lose a couple of players for about 10 matches. If, their teams progress but now indeed he being injured is a huge loss for them as well um, and even safe. in terms of squad depth <clears throat> and then if Dewsbury Hall goes that's their their talisman although I, I did love the comment that was in the chat earlier on that he's a 75% pass accuracy, um, and yeah. as their best as their best passer so um, yeah 30 million I think Brighton have that I mean they've been yeah, they've been selling everyone for 100 million so they've got probably got a couple of quid in the bank at this stage to so probably try and that would be great for us but they'll they'll bring somebody else in as well. But whether they're at the same level as Juve Hall, I don't
1: know. They're not going to they're not yeah. going to be able to sign someone at the level of Jews Hall to, if um, if they didn't have Man him when he got relegated. No yeah. chance. I know they're going after that no. Sensi from is it Inter Milan or uh, AC Inter Milan? Milan. Yeah. And he he's yeah. he's, box standard, isn't he? You know. now well, they it, had the it,
2: other guy called back from. Was it Man City? You called the other guy back? I can't remember if Man City or Yeah. No, Chelsea. Else. Well, they well, they that, that, the
1: Chelsea. has Cassidy, been called back. Cassidy. Wheels falling off. Yeah.
0: It's all happening. Yeah. It's all happening. So let's move on to Norwich then. Um because we are pressed for time and Kev's got to do his salsa classes
1: later. Uh I've got, I've so, got, dinner. I've got I'm going I'm going out for dinner, late dinner. Yeah. Um so
0: Kev's Norwich salsa. then we'll, uh so Bamford scores from a, a wonderful <laughs> a wonderful cross from Daniel James, which makes it five goals and assists in five games, I believe. Um mm-hmm. is I mean, me mean me and Kev were saying last week well I said to Kev, um is this purple patchy over for Patrick Bamford Do you, can you
2: see this continuing Joe, he's in a Bamford's streaky he's always been streaky and um, and I think he's benefiting from the way we're playing this year we looked at the start of the season the first half of the season I think we'd said a couple of times on, on different different channels and um, the amount of balls that Dan James was smashing across the six yard line there was nobody there because Georgie wasn't a natural nine so he was dropping deep and he was leaving gap and Pirro was playing as a 10 so he wasn't going in on the, into the six yard area Paddy will occupy that space. He'll occupy two centre-backs. He'll keep them pinned back. He'll sit between the two of them. And he'll look the, the things that Paddy does well are the ugly side of football. You know, the, the pressing, the bullying centre-backs, the occupying them, keeping them busy. And um, I think he's benefiting from that because the kind of balls that Dan James putting in, Dan, and Bamford said it himself after the game, Dan James knows his movement and knows where he's going to be. So it's easier for Dan James just to clip the ball in there. <clears throat> but the way we're going right now, I can see Paddy scoring game, a lot more goals. He still, he still needs to tie up the finishing a little bit. He should have had two minimum today. the day the, the, the left foot thrash that he had at the ball that he yeah, that, put was, that was
1: that was That was funny. That was, wasn't it to me? That was,
2: yeah, but you're like, if, if, if he didn't have a goal to his name at that stage, the crowd could have been a different, slightly different reaction, but he's, he's in a really yeah. good vein of form. He seems to be enjoying himself. He enjoyed himself with the fans as well when he scored, which I really, I really liked seeing that as well. Um, yeah, it's great. Look, I, I think it continues for a while anyway, but he will have another, you know, patch where he doesn't score goals because that's the kind of player Paddy is. He'll score for five, six games in a row, then he won't score for two or three, and then he'll score for another two or three, and then he won't score for four or five. So it happens with him, but I'm, I'm glad right now that he's finding his form and he's fine because he's an asset in this division. Whatever at the Premier League, yes. he's, he definitely is still an asset in this division. So it was said by a lot of people, we just need to get him happy and just need to get him back in form, I think. Frank has managed his fitness level really well. That he's not getting caught with injuries now. and He's not getting, you know, playing twenty minutes and pulling the hamstring again. He's managed him really, really well. So hopefully the injuries are behind him and he can focus on the rest of the season. Because a fit, a fit Pat Bamford at this level is a is an asset to the club.
0: Yeah, I, I agree, mate. And I think the dynamic between Bamford and Perot as strikers is totally different. I love how Bamford runs the line. That's why the majority of the time he is offside. He's not just having us on. <laughs> he generally does make them runs. Um Kev, uh talk to me about Gruev. Kevin Gruev. Let's talk about another that back heel, by
1: the way. Oh Bellissimo, oh, wasn't it? I, I, can't, I can't give him more credit than I've already given him on the pod so far. He's, he's more. Uh, we want yeah. more. Yeah, he's just he's just he's just really good he, he, the, the way if you see the way how many if you watch him off the ball he's always turning his head and that's a sign of a good player who's really good at their awareness he's always like that doing the little messy yeah. shake of the head so he's always like doing these scans knowing where everybody is at all times that's why his packing, passing accuracy is, is that high because he's always knows where everybody is
0: yeah furpo another excellent game for furpo um Jer, that archery tackle I mean, it's it's seventeen year old kid, man. He's we're on and no we're, card, we're on no card as well, and he gets a, an attacking phase going. Yeah, he's unbelievable, this kid.
2: I, I, again, I think he's starting to get fed up being kicked, and he's starting to stand up to people. When, when Robbie Brady knocked him into the advertising board, he was very quick to get up and square up to Robbie Brady as well. So, um he just he, look this is good for this is good for archie he, he doesn't need it easy he needs it tough he needs to learn you know and i'm yeah. coming against players that rough him up a little bit will add to his game and make him stronger and better it's the one thing about young players when they step up to a first team that you always worry about can they hand the, handle the physicality stuff they have to learn that and he's learning it rapidly but he's he's adapting so well and so quick but it was a nasty tackle that should have got a yellow card because by the definition of the real book it was a cynical tackle there was no ball there and he took the player out and that seems to be what's caused the knee injury because a couple minutes later he was down. They said he, he the bang and then he'd overextended the knee as well. And apparently, Archie thought that he'd done his ACL. They were really worried about him for a couple of minutes, and then luckily it's just ligament bruising or, or impact and not actually anything serious. So luckily for that, but it was a horrible tackle. And these have been going on. These players, Willie Nanto to start of the season had some horrendous tackles put in them that he got. They got away with Somerville the same. Um, some of the tackles are going on Leeds players if you're in the premier league i think there's an awful lot more red carrots going out to get teams against Leeds because some of the tackles will be reviewed you know they've been just been nasty ones off the ground ankle high tackles it's not nice to see and the referees for me in the championship are probably the worst that, I, that i've seen them at this level even the length of time we spent in the championship i've never seen them as bad as this and they don't seem want to do Leeds any favours or protect the players as well, especially the younger players. Some of the tackles are horrendous and they should be looked after, and they're not being. So, Leeds are starting to take it into their own hands. You've got Joe Rodon is now stepping up and getting in people's faces. You've got Archie doing it as well. And that's just going to have to be the way it is for the rest of the season. You've started to see Leeds players cause a little bit of aggro on the pitch. Going back to Bielsa's time, we saw that happen the year we got up after the first year, and you saw Clicky getting involved and stuff on sidelines. So, mm-hmm. you need that. You need that edge. You need that bit of niggle. And I'm delighted to see we've got it. But the, the... this is the problem with with playing a 17 year old every single week he's gonna get targeted because he 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 will be more experienced players like kenny mclean was having a couple of nips nips on him as well like they'll target him and they'll say this is a guy we can rough up a little bit and intimidate so we have to be careful with him it's not just protecting him for minutes it's protecting him for those kind of things as well You just gotta be careful with him
0: yeah i i agree there uh Sorry, uh bandit but some people said Lord Bamford should never wear the shirt again. Should we forgive them? Them people, we with their trousers round their ankles at adult age, let's not listen to them. Let's just go off your own opinions, mate. I think Bamford is in this league an asset to us, as Joe said. Um, you know, you know, we, we can all be frustrated at him, but we shouldn't abuse him, is my opinion. Uh but anyway. But it's a point, isn't there, That's so, that's the thing about yeah, there it. There is a yeah.
2: during the week. no issue with people criticising the player on performance I've never got a problem with that and and as Daniel Farka said it when you sign the contract you know what comes with it and if you want the the flowers you've got to take the the thorns as well you know when it's not going well so but it should never get personal when it crosses the line into personal abuse then you've gone too far you've already lost the argument it should be about performance and ability that's it that's where it should should stay exactly exactly
0: Um, well overall uh, Kev it was good to see out a one nil win, wasn't it? Against that's not you know Norwich had a bit of form. Uh, they they played all right, didn't they? They they not exactly rubbish, but you're good to see out the one nil win.
1: Yeah, they're really good in possession, especially for that middle part of of the game. After when we we were under the cosh for a bit, I thought Kenny McLean was was really good. He had a good game. He was he was controlling the game all from like the centre back up into the midfield. It it just showed grit. Defensive work and shows how, the, how good we are with, especially with gruev dropping in to make that third centre back. It's, like, it's just games like that when we're we are under the cosh. Last year we were the lost beginning of the season. We've lost that game. They'd have equalised and they would have won two yeah. one. We all know we come in but yeah, I'm just just happy with the way that where we're grinding out these results, especially in the last two games because we have had it a bit. Preston dirty. Norwich, they, they had a game plan and they stuck to it and they actually did play around us for at least a good twenty minutes when we did hardly even touch the ball and it and again just shows that, that we can grind out these wins and impress with it.
0: Yeah. You agree, Joe? I mean, obviously, um, I mean it's, it's a good point that Kev makes, but it's it's a team that it goes on to you know finish in the top two, in my opinion, if we ground out bad games like that. Obviously it we broke the record.
2: Point.
0: Yeah. We broke the sorry uh, Go, go on, Joe. Yeah,
2: there you go. You finish point.
0: Yeah. Uh, so the record is we've got four wins in a row in January for the first time ever, ever. in our history. That's all I wanted to say. I wanted to sound smart, but it it didn't come <laughs> off. Uh, go on, Joe.
2: <laughs> you need to win these games. I I, I said this before, again earlier on in the year. It's fine beating Leicester and Nor- and Ipswich, but they're not the games that will get you promoted. It's beating everybody else. It's beating the teams that are in the bottom half of the table. And our stumbling block this year has been the teams from 16th down. They've been the ones like every time it was like, oh, Leeds are playing Rodham the 21st in the table, slip up. Leeds are playing Stoke, the 19th in the table, slip up. You know, so you know.
0: Yeah, five wins or whatever it is. James is in the comments.
2: But <laughs> oh, I don't know fine. why. Four, Have we told him why are... James is not here
1: tonight, by the way? Have we told him why? Oh, yeah. James is not here? Where where is James tonight, Kev? Oh, he's doing uh He's a paranormal tour guide. He normally works at Coventry Cathedral on a Friday every other week. So, yeah, that's where James is tonight, doing paranormal, paranormal tours. Paranormal tour guide. Yeah, yeah, around yeah. Coventry Cathedral. That's where he is tonight, yeah. What, is, he, is he as a ghost? Is, that, is he No, busy? he's the, he's the one showing them all the spots where all the spooky stuff's happened. So that's what James is doing tonight, yeah. He's not very busy it, right it? now. Hey, must not be anybody with him. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't look like it, does it?
0: no one's <laughs> turned up right they're all rockers are all, all watching us that's why okay. uh, right so we'll just we'll move on to um, Plymouth <laughs> we'll move on to the Plymouth preview tomorrow obviously we'll because I know that Kev's <laughs> got uh, we are a serious podcast please do like and subscribe we're, we're 20 away from uh, 400 so if we get to 400 Kev will actually break it down live uh, he's promising that Good writing, so play with tomorrow. tomorrow yeah. Uh, do you see many changes tomorrow, mate?
2: Yep, yeah, I think so. I think I don't think it's a choice. I really don't think he has a choice. I don't think he'd like to, but I, th- I don't think he has a choice tomorrow. He needs to be careful with the team. Deeper starting to clock up injuries now over the course of this season, towards the back end of it, we're going to start seeing more people getting niggles and getting tired and picking up injuries because of the amount of minutes they're playing. So, needs to be careful. I think you'll see well, Nianto's apparently back in the mix as well, so he could be in the team. Um, I think Pavadin might might actually play in this game as well, and you might have a couple of surprises as well. But I think he'll he'll he's going to have to have to protect the players for next week. Like he, the league is by a mile more important. But I still think we'd have enough to beat them. I mean, the fact that he pointed it out today, Adam Forshaw and Darko Jb have played their last two games, and they've been very very good for them. Both of them are ineligible for the game, so that means an entire new centre midfield for them. And we and we should have been better against Plymouth. The first time we played them in the league we were excellent for 45 minutes against him, and then we took the foot off the gas in the second half I, I, we just weren't ruthless enough so um yeah i think I, I i think there'll be changes but i think we should still have enough yeah i think you'll you will see
1: nonto up? and yeah i think you'll see nonto and anthony starting tomorrow i, yeah. I, I think that paveda probably in rutters position uh, Pirro up top uh i do think one of Gruev or camaro will be taken out i think we'll see Cooper possibly playing shackleton at right back uh, I think Melia will stick in this side. I think you make five or six changes. I I'll do, yeah.
0: See, on Melia, I, I did see some a picture earlier about the programme. It's got a picture of Claassen on the front, right? Uh, yes, yes, yeah. Exclusive. Um, but
1: obviously, it, it, it could mean anything, but I think Claassen. he doesn't concede any goals, does he? He doesn't concede any goals. And through his entire oh. Leeds career, it's not conceded a goal, That's... so all 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 the uh, magic so jinx season, a lot right? over here. Yes. So no a you can there's, yeah. there's a
2: group there's a group of people who think Klassen should be number 1 and they always tell me when i point out that you don't watch on 21 games they always tell me that they've watched every single minute of every game he's ever played okay. he's great i watched him in 21 team and he does make a lot of mistakes and i i mm. ju- i he's not he's not for me and i i would be concerned if we play against a team in the league if he played that would put shots on us because he was very well protected for the two games that he played. But it's there's yeah, yeah, shots it on him, to do. Mistakes and yeah, that's my worry with him. Yeah, so
0: let's get a prediction then, Joe, from yourself, sir. What do you think? Do you think we're going through
2: a 2 1 win? And I think Mateo Joseph will score one of them.
0: It'd be good to see Mateo. Mostly I want him to own.
2: score, I just want him to score. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah same, Kev. I'm just going to go 2-1, definitely. I think we're going to win. I think it'll be an entertaining game tomorrow because of the changes that will be made. But the players that we'll be bringing in would get into any other side in the championship, which is which is strange. So Nonto and Jaden Anstey, yeah, I'm going to go 2-1. I think it'll be a good game to watch. And it, it, I know we don't really care about the cup. I mean, I'd love a cup run. But I think it's, we can watch a game where we're like, we can actually have a little bit of the pressure off ourselves as a fan base and not go crazy. And I'm really looking forward to just actually watching the game where I'm like, mm, okay. It's it's just gonna be lovely. Yeah.
0: Hopefully we'll go through. Um I mean, I don't think Plymouth will wanna go through. I think they're busy trying to stay up the league. Uh, right, so yeah, um uh spare with us everyone. Not long to go, two more segments. I oh, know another two segments. Hang in there, don't worry. Right, so we're going on. What we'll do now is uh, is <laughs> it's called Top Knob. And what we do, if you don't know, I hope, uh, right here we go. Andrea's in the comments. Jer. I'll be coming to take my record, because uh, <laughs> watch out, he says. Uh, and the Andrea, uh, I think you're both on four appearances each now. Oh, um, okay, All right. so the first one to ten gets some uh, Nalp. Meat merch, um, uh, or you get to tip me out on a date. Either way, you know, you get your choice. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> everybody's a winner. Uh, so what we do is we nominate someone who us off, and we, you know, we call them the top knob. We put them in, and we vote and we see who is the top knob. So let's get into this week's top knob.
2: Top knob
0: best jingles in the game right uh so kev we'll come to you first mate who do you want to nominate for top knob
1: this week i'm going for a twitter account named saint statistics i've seen this he, yeah, yeah he is he's roiled up the entire legionite twitter fan base uh and the way he goes, and just that one line saying we've leads out of the picture, and every Leeds right? fan has just gone bright red out when this, haven't they? And he, he's just brought out himself. He, I don't think he knew what he was writing, but yeah, he that, that I think that's rolled up, and I'm gonna, i want him to be top knob of the week because some of the, the takes on there were brilliant and he's just rolled up the entire fan base. And it was it's funny to read up the Leeds responses because Leeds Twitter is yeah. the most craziest place on earth, and they they, they the all film. fight. Yeah, they will fight for their club tooth for nail from the, their handset. You know <laughs> that's how funny yeah. it is. But yeah, he's done my editing this week. So it's just funny
0: what I love about this fan base, right. And also hate about it is that you'll see a tweet and you'll be like, right, I'm going to say something. But by the time you've got into the comments, there's about 300 <laughs> other comments saying exactly what you wanted to say. Yeah. And more. Uh, <laughs> that's the thing about journals full, of, uh, all about uh, Twitter, <laughs> at least. Twitter, oh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Let's not go into that again. Uh, I've only just got over the death threats that I got just for me. <laughs> <with you. laughs> I'm only messing. Uh, right. So yeah do you, um Who's your top nod mate
2: Before I did that I just went on, on Kev's one Because I, I thought It was brilliant If Leeds Leeds could be second Before Southampton And Ipswich kick a mm-hmm. ball again Like Leeds yep. Play before them exactly. So to say Leeds wrote with the picture I thought it was like, hilarious But yeah You knew what you would do Let them think that Let them think that um, Mine's Ryan Lowe Mine's Ryan Lowe oh, I really? would have let him okay. away With it last week because of, you know, managers can say silly things after a game when they haven't seen it back. But then to, to say it yesterday in his press conference that he still thinks it's a handball and the VAR and the Premier League would give it every week, I'm like, wouldn't give it. I was like, dude, you need to stop. It, it, he it's just terrible. sounds to me like a manager who's panicking and he's clinging onto his job. Um, yeah, Ryan Lowe for just being a bell end.
0: <laughs> yeah, I agree, mate. Uh, I wish I could nominate both. In fact, fuck it, I'm going to nominate both Ryan Lowe and Saints Statistics. He knew what he was doing. You are both this week's top knob.
2: Top knob.
0: Best jingles in the game. Anyway, uh, right, we've got one more segment. So what I've done, for people uh, who don't know, I've built a supercomputer with all the money from the sponsors with secret millionaires, but keep it quiet. Uh, And what this does, it generates random stuff. And uh, it could be anything. It could be lottery numbers. It could be rubbish questions. Joe Wayman, if you're watching this, yeah, rubbish questions there. Anyway, so let's get into it. So are you ready, Joe?
2: Yes, let's go. Beep, boop, beep.
0: Calculating. Question found.
2: Which player would you take in a mate date and
0: where? That computer needs to work on his English. I'm sorry, but you know I'm going to send him on a course. Right, so uh, obviously I'm super smart and I've created this algorithm. Uh, so which current or old Leeds United player or any player
1: would you take, Kev, and where? I'd take Paul Gascoigne out on a night out, man. I'd love to go on a night out with Paul Gascoigne.
2: You wouldn't survive that?
1: Yeah, that's what no. I'm thinking. If, if I was near the end right, and I'd have hated my life, I'd go on a night out with Paul Gascoigne. Or Mario Balotelli or it's just one between one oh, of the I two. Know. Yeah, I oh, think Paul, Ga- Paul Gascoigne on a night out, that would, that would that would be good for me. Yeah.
0: Go on, Joe. Oh, wait, where any... Kev. where Kev? You didn't oh where.
1: to oh, uh the the Balgreen Club in Coventry. I'll take him to it's the Balgreen Club. Mm-hmm. But you would go got got out there, great but you end up in Thailand. Yeah, they've got great like the they got great decor in there. Yeah.
0: Sorry, Joe. What about you, sir?
2: I thought it was just Leeds players. I was thinking like if current players I'd love to chat with Bill. I would have loved to have gone out with Bill somewhere. Um old players, Rudy Austin. I just I just want to I'd love to just sit down and talk to Rudy Austin. I really would I'd like to get inside his head. I loved him. Um but if it's players that are not or bring bring Jorginho Rutter to a rave. I'd love to do that with him. That'd be fun. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah. Or, or, or a fashion yeah, show
1: with Rutter. Well, that would be some fun as well, wouldn't it? He's like yeah, right. <laughs> clobber, mate. Oh my god, it's got some weird clobber, hasn't he? Yeah.
2: I think he'd be well up for it. A couple of him fixing. Well uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know what.
0: i I'd probably get Dan James, cover him in grease, and try and catch him in a field. I don't know. That's just random. That's just popped <laughs> into my head. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I probably take Furple laser tag or something. I don't know. I'm a great guy,
1: you know. He'd anyway, get injured, so, mate. You can't take him anywhere it like that. He'd end up falling over and hurting himself. The laser were
2: going that. as I am blind, yeah.
0: on his left hand side. That's true, that's true. (laughs) Right, that concludes this week's podcast. Uh, Thank you, Jer, again for coming on and uh, putting up with us and drawing with Andrea uh, for that Night out on number 10 or Nalp merch, which will be out by then, hopefully. Uh, right. So, everyone, thank you very much for putting up with me, especially, uh, and us on this podcast. It is chaos drink. And, um, please do like and subscribe. We're not far off of 400 uh subscri- subscribers. Um, and we, we want to get ourselves out there because we are very random and chaotic. Uh, Jer, and what's your next big thing coming up, mate? You got a review in the morning or what? Uh,
2: um, nothing tomorrow. Um, well, probably I might do something over the weekend just because I mi- I missed a day this week. Um, I had sponsors phone calls, and then the sponsors turned out to be wanting to pay in crypto and gambling stuff, and I won't do gambling, and I won't do crypto. So that was the end of I wasted a day. Um, so nothing. I might do something over the weekend just as re- a review of the game, maybe. Um, and then next week it's just back to the news, and there's possibly a match preview with with um, Andrew Dalton stats as well, possibly next week, and we'll see that, how that goes. That's good.
0: Great man, great. If you don't subscribe to Joe, please go. He does all the news, uh, and he makes me look good because I read some stuff from his uh, videos. I don't know, really, uh, no, but please, please do go uh, and subscribe to Joe. He's a great guy. Uh, Kev, we've got the Sunday Club
1: on Sunday. Yes, we have. Without you this week, though, haven't we, Danny? Yeah. Actually, cool.
0: actually, I am there this week. I
1: okay, am there cool. this week. Yes, surprise. Um, so yeah, we'll you are... will be talking yeah. Plymouth really, won't we? And uh, uh, mm-hmm. mad takes what's happening in the last couple of days, I guess. So yeah, Sunday it'd be around between seven and eight. Me, James, and Danny. Yeah, good.
0: Yeah, so please, that's over on the Leeds House uh, Fan Podcast. It's a uh, Kev. You can see it in Kev's name there. Thank you once again. Uh, please do like and subscribe it means the world to us and thank you for putting up with us and we will see you next week